Get ready for unique, rare, and little-known treasures from the golden age of radio. You're listening to The Amazing World of Radio with Adam Graham. Welcome to The Amazing World of Radio from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Well, the second of our Easter-related programming is going to be an episode of Request Performance. Command Performance was probably the flagship program of the Armed Forces Radio Services uh, during World War II. The uh, idea uh, was that uh, members of the service would request uh, something. Uh, sometimes it could be an, uh, an entertainer or a combination of entertainers. Sometimes it'd even be just a sound from home. Sometimes it'd be a very specific sketch or sketch idea. And command performance would uh, make these requests come to life. One of the best examples of this was the episode of command performance, which was a comic opera about Dick Tracy. Request Performance decided to take this whole concept uh, civilian after the war ended, with uh, people being able to write in and request their favorite stars and uh, request some variations. I know that uh, back during the first season of The Great Detectives of Old Time Radio, we played an excerpt of an episode of Request Performance where uh, Nigel Bruce played Sherlock Holmes and Basil Rathbone played Dr. Watson. This episode of Request Performance originally aired on April the 21st of 1946. Let's go ahead and take a listen. Mmm, good. Mmm, good. That's what Campbell soups are. Mmm, good. The makers of Campbell Soups bring you Request Performance. This is the program where the stars you request do the things you request. Tonight we bring you a cast of some of the greatest stars of motion pictures and radio. Abbott and Costello, Dick Powell, George Raft, and radio's Corliss Archer, Janet Waldo, with Leith Stevens and his orchestra. All in Request Performance, produced by the Masters Club of Hollywood. And here's your master of the mailbag for tonight, Dick Powell. Sue, city, Sue, Sue, city, Sue. Your hair is red, your eyes are blue. I'd swap my horse and dog for you. Sue, city, Sue, Sue, city, Sue. There ain't no gal as true as my sweet Sue, city, Sue. I drove a herd of cattle down from old Nebraska way. That's how I come to be in the state of Iowa. I met a girl in Iowa, her eyes were big and blue. I asked her what her name was, she said, Sioux City Sioux. Your hair is red, your eyes are blue, I'd swap my horse and dog for you. Sioux City Sioux, Sioux City Sioux. There ain't no gal as true as my sweet Sioux City Sue, as my sweet Sioux City Sue, as my sweet... I'm through, boys, I'm through.
Thank you, everybody, and welcome to Campbell Soup's Request Performance. You know, this is the program where we answer your letters. And here's a swell one from Nanette Wilson of Terre Haute, Indiana. Miss Wilson writes, Mr. Powell, I've seen you kicked around by a lot of tough characters on the screen, but I wonder what it would sound like on the radio. Well, just to prove how tough I am and that I can really take it, they've stuck me with two of the toughest characters in pictures or radio, Abbott and Costello. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I, I want to say what a pleasure it is being on the same program with a man who has one of the most famous singing voices in radio. Thank you, thank you, Abbott, uh, thank you. Uh, 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 Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about Dick Powell. Well, well, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Abbott. Listen, Costello, I don't want any trouble with you. Oh, so you think you're tough, eh, Powell? Costello, did you see me in my last picture cornered? No, I didn't. Did you see me in Murder, My Sweet? No, I didn't, darling. That... <laughs> Costello, he's talking about his pictures. <laughs> hey, I, I'm a pretty tough guy myself in pictures, you know. I, I was a tough guy in Frenchman's Creek. Now, wait a minute. I saw Frenchman's Creek and I didn't see you in it. Well, during most of the picture, I was up the creek. <laughs> hey, look, pal, pal, you get to sing all the time, don't you? Well, why don't you give me a chance to sing? Well, I'll have to hear your voice first. I'll tell you what, let's you and I try a few bars together. Try a few bars together? Yeah. Well, you'll have to pay for your own drinks. <laughs> no, Costello, he means musical bars. Certainly, Costello. Now, look, let's see how much you know about music. I'll sing a note for you, and you tell me what note it is. Okay. Me, me. Mm-hmm. Me, me. That was H. <laughs> no, that was G. It sounded like H to me. <laughs> Costello, please. Will you cut that out? Uh, Costello, if you think you can do any better, let's hear you sing it out. Oh, okay. <laughs> you have to pardon me. I got a frog in my throat. Why don't you let the frog sing? <laughs> <laughs> come on, Costello. You can do better than that. Now, come on. Give him a nice, round, pear-shaped tone. A what? A pear-shaped tone. A pear-shaped tone. Let the note come out of your mouth shaped like a pear. Which end first? Uh, <laughs> Costello, I don't think you ever sang in your life. Oh, yes, I did, Dick. I was a boy soprano. My voice was so high, I had to sing in a girl's choir. I even wore dresses like girls. What happened? Just when I was getting to enjoy it, my voice changed. <laughs> uh, give him another chance, Dick. Uh, Costello, do you know any songs? Oh, sure. I, I have a large repertoire. Well, keep your coat buttoned and nobody will notice it. Hey, Abbott, who's writing this guy's material? Never mind. Well, never mind, Costello. I'll tell you what. I'm going to sing, those, uh, I'm going to sing a couple of words, and I want you to repeat them after me. Okay. You ready now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Fresh fish. A fresh fish. Fresh fish. A fresh fish. That's enough. That's enough. That was wonderful, Costello. Oh, wait a minute, Dick. What's the idea of getting me to hollow fresh fish? But when I get through with you, if you can't make money one way, you can make it another. <laughs> Abbott, 
but I'm going to clip this guy. Uh, Costello, now wait a minute. You can't talk that way to Dick Powell. He's only trying to help you. Well, yes, Costello. The trouble with you is you don't know how to breathe correctly. You should bring your voice up from your diaphragm. You know where your diaphragm is? No, I haven't worn one of those things since I was a baby. No, 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 Costello. He's talking about the thing you breathe with. What have you got between your stomach and your chest? My belt. Oh. (laughs) No, no, Costello. We want you to inhale. What? Inhale, inhale. I would like to see you inhale. I feel the same way about you. (laughs) Costello, please. Can't you do anything you're told? Uh, But I can see that we're going to have to teach this boy how to sing the hard way. You know, Lou, the ancient uh, Greek philosophers used to train their voices by singing with pebbles in their mouths. Now, I don't have any pebbles, but I do happen to have a pocket full of soda crackers. Now, let's both of us stuff some of these soda crackers in our mouths and see if we can't sing through the crackers. Now, okay. watch me sing through the crackers. Just watch me, will you? You go right ahead. You watch me. Yeah. All right. I'm through the crackers. Going to sing through the cra- yeah. crackers clear. Yeah. Going to hear every word you say. Reading <laughs> You see what I mean? I can't see a thing. You blew all the crackers right in my puss. <laughs> now you go ahead and sing. Go you on. You want me to sing? Yeah, take a mouthful of crackers now. <laughs> I'm going to put the crackers in my mouth. Go ahead, sing. Get yeah, all right. Are you going to get it? <laughs> go ahead. Crackers in my face. I blew them in your face. Yeah. Well, you made it. Oh, yeah, that's why I. You made me eat them. <laughs> <laughs> you made me eat too many crackers. Now, look, Lou, don't you understand? Here, I'll do it again for you. Now, watch me, will you? And listen, I put okay. the crackers down. Don't you understand? It's all very simple. You have to be what we call perfect. That's all I want to know, Powell. Give me some more crackers. Oh, I got them. Now, will the first four rows kindly back up? I'm going to bread him like a veal cutlet. Here's something something my mother taught me. 
Peter Piper. Pick the pebble. Peter Piper. Pick the pebble. Oh, help. <laughs> <laughs> While I'm getting rid of these crumbs, and I do mean Abbott and Costello, here's my, <laughs> here's my friend Del Sharbert to tell us what the home life of a radio announcer is like. Well, Dick, I'll tell you how I was at the Sharbert's house the other morning. I came down to breakfast, and Mary Bell, that's my wife, was already at the table, her pretty head buried in a catalog of some sort. Hiya, honey. Hello. What you reading? That's tomatoes, lima beans, and peas. And string beans. Hey, Bill, don't tell me you're going to make vegetable soup. Hmm? Oh, don't be silly, Dell. I'm getting ready to plant the garden. And anyway, what would the Campbell soup people think of me if I made the vegetable soup? Well, there's just no sense to anybody making it. Not when Campbell's vegetable soup is every bit as good as the fine homemade kind. While the rich beef stock is so hearty and so chock full of tender green vegetables. Mmm, good. Want to have it for supper tonight? Well, naturally. And ladies, there's an idea for all of you. A Monday supper built around tempting plates of Campbell's vegetable soup. Campbell's soup on your shelf is like a part-time cook in your kitchen. This is Dick Powell again, ladies and gentlemen. One of the things you seem to like here at Request Performance is our short, short story department. Tonight, our star is one of motion pictures' favorite guys. And he's here in answer to a request from Janice Wright of Detroit to play in a special Easter story. George Raft. Campbell Soups bring you a request performance scenario in a nutshell. George Raft in Spring Comes to Central Park South. Well, that swell, flowers. That was a great thought, Francois. I felt they would brighten the apartment, Monsieur Martin. Fine. Oh, Francois, have the waiter bring in those tray of fancy, uh, you know, before things at dinner. And see that they're on the table when Miss Holiday arrives. Uh, very well, monsieur. I've been working on this date a long time. So I don't want no slips. This has got to be the best dinner you've ever served. Oh, this is a very special occasion, Monsieur Martin? Yeah. You know, it's spring, Francois. A time to get started on things. And starting tonight, I got a feeling there's going to be a big love in my life. Oh, I understand, monsieur. Yes, sir. Everything goes okay. I think we're going to see a lot of Miss Holiday. Oh, I shall look forward to that, monsieur. And so will I, Francois. So will I. Hey, you've done a great job on this table. It'll knock our eyes out. Oh, thank you, monsieur Martin. Oh, I, I shall bring in the order. Okay. Oh, boy, I'm lucky. I'll say I'm lucky. Desk, please. Hello? Oh, this is Mr. Martin. After Miss Holiday arrives, I don't want to be disturbed for the rest of the evening. No calls. What? You sent him up? Oh, I told you I didn't want to... Oh, all right, forget it. Come in. Hello, Dad. Oh, hello, David. Close the door. Come on in. Well, don't stand there. Sit down for a minute. This is my day, isn't it? Mr. Turner said it was. Mr. Turner? Mother's lawyer. Oh, yeah. 
Your mother's lawyer. Sure. Sure. Oh, how's school coming, kid? There isn't any tomorrow. We're on Easter vacation. I can stay up late. Oh, that's swell. Great. Say, uh, it's been a long time, hasn't it? Six months. And I get to see you again six months from today, too. October 21st. Hey, uh, they really teach you arithmetic, don't they? I guess so. David, there's, there's something I gotta tell you. Yes? It's Francois, Monsieur Martin. Oh, yeah. Come in. Uh, will this tray of hors d'oeuvre be satisfactory? Oh, Daddy. Put him down. Yes, Monsieur. Gosh. I didn't know you could have dinner right in your apartment like this. Well, I I don't usually. I, but this is sort of a special occasion. No kidding. Gosh. You know, it, it's sort of like you see in movies. Yeah. Gee whiz. Candles. And flowers. And all these red and green and yellow things on the tray. Did you do this all for me, Daddy? Well, I... And you know, when I first came in, I didn't even think you were expecting me. Well, David, uh, to tell you the truth, I... I'll be right back. Hello? Oh, uh, she is? Uh, oh, will you... Tell Miss Holiday I was called away suddenly on important business. Thank you. David... Dinner is served. Oh, Daddy. Daddy, this is wonderful. Francois. Yes, monsieur? It's just like I told you. Spring. A time to get started on things. And starting tonight, I've got a feeling there's, there's going to be a big love in my life. George Rapp, that was a swell Easter story. You know, it's always nice for me to come around to request performance because it makes me, or rather it takes me back to the days when I used to sell Campbell's soup in the orchid room of Hollywood Hotel. And another thing I like about a request performance is that they, uh, well, they let me sing here. They won't let me sing anyplace else. So, leave, keep playing, will you? I'm always chasing rain Watching clouds drifting by My schemes are just like all my dreams Ending in the sky Some fellows looking find the sunshine I always look and find the rain some fellows make a winning sometime I never even make a game I'm always chasing rainbows waiting to find a little bluebird in vain. 
find the sunshine I always look and find the rain Some fellas make a winning sometime I never even make a game I'm always chasing rainbows Waiting to find a little bluebird in vain. Ah, uh, thank you, Dick. Well, George, George Rapp. Yes, Dell. Say, there's a rumor around town that you had quite a time finding a place to live when you came back from the East recently. Boy, that's putting it mildly, Dell. You can't imagine the trouble I had trying to find a room. I finally found a couple of ads in the paper. One said, Lighthouse for rent. Lovely for tall, thin man who likes seagulls. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was the other ad, George? It said, Lovely room for rent. Only five minutes from Hollywood by telephone. <laughs> I was desperate. As I went out to see this place, I walked up and knocked on the door and... Uh... Hello? Why, why, it's George Raff. Hey, Costello, look who's here. Ah, oh, come in, Georgie, come in. Look, Costello, I came out here in an answer to an ad for a room. Ah, this is it. Abbott and I thought we'd taken another guy to help share expenses. Now, wait a minute. You mean the three of us are going to live here in this one room? Well, there's only one bed there. Where am I going to sleep? Hey, you can sleep over there in that dresser. You mean I'm going to have to sleep in drawers? Oh, no, I'll on your nightshirt. <laughs> Why, Costello, George, this isn't a bad place. And look, it has a beautiful view out this back window. Come over here. You can see the mountains. All I can see is a suit of Costello's long underwear hanging on the line. But where's the mountains? You have to catch them between flaps. <laughs> well, I... I can't find a room anywhere else. I guess I'm stuck. Well, let's get ready for bed. Where the buffaloes roam in the Where the buffaloes roam in the home of the me, George Raff. Costello, will you get out of that bathroom? You've been in there for three hours. I'm shaving. Does it take you three hours to shave? Sometimes longer. I don't use a blade. <laughs> Costello, open that door. George and I are ready for bed, and I'd like to brush my teeth. Ah, oh, you don't have to come in here for that. Just slide them under the door, I'll brush them and hand them back to you. <laughs> Let me at that door, Rabbit. I'll get them out of there. All right, Costello, get out of that bathtub. I was just starting to take my bath. Uh, Costello, you dummy, what's the idea of wearing your long underwear uh, while you're taking a bath? I always wear it. The wire brush hurts my skin. <laughs> hey, Abbott, never mind me. Get a load of that nightgown Raft is wearing. Uh... Well, what's the matter with a nightgown? Are you getting a little stylish wearing a nightgown with a long train? That's no train. The sheet got caught in my zipper. He wears clothes nice, don't he, that rap? Come on, Costello, we've got to go to bed. It's after one o'clock. Yes, and I'm tired. I didn't get a week of sleep last night. All night long, there was a filly sitting on my nose. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you brush the filly off? <laughs> what for? He wasn't dusty. <laughs> Are we lucky you got out of that? <laughs> hey, you know this guy's got funnier lines than me? Oh, come on. Never mind that, Costello. Let's get to bed. Come on, will you please? Okay, Abbott. Wait till I set my alarm clock. Just a minute, Costello. 
What kind of an alarm clock is that? It's got a half a bill on it. <laughs> that, that's when there are two people in the room and only one of them wants to get up. <laughs> Never mind that. Now, the first thing we've got to figure out is how the three of us are going to sleep in one bed. Yes, Costello. Uh, how do you like to sleep? Alone. No, 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 no. <laughs> Costello, he means do you go to sleep on your left side or your right side? No, both sides. All of me goes to sleep at the same time. All right, come on, come on. Let's get to bed. Now, where's my yardstick? I always take a yardstick to bed with me, you know. What for? I like to see how long I sleep. Uh, <laughs> one more joke like that and we'll all go to sleep. I'd like to know who's going to color the eggs we're laying. All right, Costello. Costello, that's enough. Now, now, who's going to turn off the lights? I will have it. I'm the fastest man here. I can turn off the lights and dive in the bed before the room gets dark. Costello, I'd like to see you do that. Okay, get in the bed, you guys. All ready? I'll snap the light off and dive into bed. Hey, 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 Costello. Hey, the bed is over here. You know, I don't understand it. I miss it all the time. All right, Costello, get in bed. Do you hear? Yeah, yeah. Get in bed. Don't make so much noise, Raph. I'm a very light sleeper. Now, you guys, spread out. I'll sleep in the middle. Well, if you're a light sleeper, why don't you sleep on the edge? Will that help me sleep? Sure, you'll drop right off. <laughs> Are the same guys writing for me, too? Now, listen, stop all this nonsense and let's get oh. some sleep. Uh, hey, Costello. What? Did you hear that noise out in the kitchen? It must be a burglar. Costello, did you hear that burglar? No, Abbott, I'm asleep. <laughs> Did you hear the burglar, George? No, I'm asleep, too. Wait a minute. A fine pair of cowards. Somebody has to go down there and catch that burglar. Raph, you go. Not me, bud. The floor is too cold. What are you talking about, Raph? You've got nice, warm bedroom slippers. How do you know? I got them on. Look, the three of us will go together. Now, 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 quiet. Don't make any noise. Hey, yeah, but I can't see where I'm going. It's dark. Costello, just follow me. Grab a hold of the tail of my nightshirt. Okay. What was that? I think I stepped on your train <laughs> Quiet Quiet, you guys Shh, Wait a minute I can hear somebody moving around in the kitchen Yeah, I heard the pantry door slam Yeah, he's hiding in the pantry mm -hmm. We've got him red-handed Yeah Come out of that pantry, you We got you covered Hello, fellas uh, Dick, Dick Powell what are you doing in that pantry? I just came down here for some more crackers. Oh, more crackers, huh? <laughs> That's not a very good solution to the housing problem, boys. But here's Del Sharper with a hunch about lunch, Del. Well, something you ladies want to remember these days is to eat a good lunch. Even if you're alone at noon, what with spring house cleaning, gardening, and a dozen other jobs, you've done a good day's work by then, and you need a good meal. So I hope pretty often you sit down to maybe a salad, tea, and a big bowl of Campbell's vegetable soup. With its hearty beef stock and 15 different kinds of garden vegetables, Campbell's vegetable soup is so soundly nourishing, women everywhere say it's almost a meal in itself. And if you taste it critically, you'll find it's just as delicious as the good homemade kind. The beef stock has the full-flavored, well-simmered taste you like, and it's filled with nutritious garden vegetables, carrots, 
Lima beans, peas, sweet golden corn, and all your other favorites. Mmm, good. So how about it? Will you treat yourself to a bowl of Campbell's vegetable soup at lunch soon? Campbell's soup on your shelf is like a part-time cook in your kitchen. And now, request performance moves along in answer to a letter from... Okay, all right. You can put the sofa right there. Oh, and be careful of the buffet. It's got all the dishes. Oh, golly. Now, just a minute, young lady. What do you think you're doing? We're moving in. Uh, just put it down Now, wait a there. minute. Wait a minute. Come here a second. Huh? What's your name? Carlos. Carlos Archer. Well, I guess you'll be leaving now. Now, Goodbye. just a moment. Just a moment. What is this fast brush here? What are you doing? Our gang's moving in on you. Oh, your gang's moving in on us, huh? Uh-huh. Well, get this straight, sister. This is my territory. See, and nobody's moving in. I'm going to call a detective. You got me wrong. I am a detective. Then I'm going to call a gangster. Daddy! Wait a minute. Now, calm down and relax, will you? Let's, uh, let's get this thing straight. Why all the furniture? Well, we're going to live here. Starting next Sunday, this is going to be our address. Oh, request performance is moving out and meet Corliss Archer's moving in. Uh-huh. Well, golly, it's going to be just super. You see, next Sunday at this time, we'll be all moved in. You'll meet my mother and dad. Is the, uh, is the pater very strict with you, Carlos? Well, he thinks he is, but, you know, we women have, uh, ways. Then my boyfriend, Dexter Franklin, will probably be over. He's sort of a dope, but he's dependable and faithful. He sort of reminds you of a water spaniel. Then there's Veronica. She's my dog. Does she remind you of a water spaniel, too? Yes, she does. But she reminds you of a collie, too. And a bloodhound. And a fox terrier. And a poodle. Sounds like quite a mongrel. Well, maybe. But she's a thoroughbred mongrel. Well, get that furniture in place, Carlos, and make yourself at home. I have a feeling that the archers are going to have a lot of visitors here next week. Yes, starting next Sunday night, Campbell Soups will present one of radio's most popular programs, Meet Corliss Archer, starring Janet Waldo. Well, Dell, I guess that just about ties off Campbell Soup's request performance mailbag for the season. And it's so long for a while from all the stars who've had so much fun answering your letters. And it's good night from Lou Costello, Bud Abbott, George Raft, and your host in Hollywood tonight, Dick Powell. Good night, everybody. That's what Campbell Soup does. Every week, Campbell Soup bring you two big shows from Hollywood. The Jack Carson Show on Wednesday, and starting next Sunday, Meet Corliss Archer, starring Janet Waldo. If you do not have daylight saving in your community, Meet Corliss Archer will come to you next week at an earlier time. Consult your newspaper. George Raff will soon be seen in the United Artists picture, Mr. Ace and the Queen. Abbott Costello can now be seen in the Universal picture, Little Giant, and appear through the courtesy of Camel Cigarettes. Dick Powell appears through the courtesy of his sponsor, the F.W. Fitch Company. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. <laughs> Welcome back. Oh, wow. Um, I have to admit, I've, I've really intentionally tried to listen to every Abbott and Costello-related uh, old-time radio program and guest appearance. And I was really happy to find one that I had missed, uh, because this was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, Dick Powell, you know, 
I think might be a little bit underrated as a uh, comedian and comic actor because, you know, it takes some real comedic chops to play off Abbott and Costello, particularly the way he does here. I was laughing so hard uh, during that sketch. It's been a while since I've laughed that hard. Just you know, a great opening. And then, you know, the uh, little uh, uh, drama presentation I thought was really good. Uh, it was short, but it managed to, I mean, when you get to the heart of it, because, you know, part of it was set up for this uh, date, and then, uh, you know, you get into the actual meat of the story, which is just this really short interaction between uh, the father and uh, the son in this story. And you really get a sense of the emotion of it without going over the top. And there is this change that comes over George Raff's character, which, while, you know, a, a bit sudden, isn't uh, unbelievable. He does get you to buy that. Uh, the final bit I thought was funny, though not quite as funny as the uh, stuff with Dick Powell and Abbott and Costello, though I like that they came back with it. George Raff wasn't as good on, on the comedy, I think, as Powell, uh, because Raff did do some comedies, but they didn't tend to be like, you know, that sort of absurd style of Abbott and Costello. And you can tell he really enjoys this, uh, but he kind of enjoys it too much because you can tell throughout the program he's just on the verge of cracking up and losing it. Because this is definitely not his sort of sketch. But he does the best he can. And it should be noted that uh, Raft uh, later would perform with Abbott and Costello on television. He was... Uh, on the uh, Colgate uh, Comedy Hour. And uh, on that, uh, Costello also uh, really uh, got Raph to uh, lose it at least once. I also have to say that that was certainly uh, an interesting way to end a radio program. I don't think I've ever seen uh, a transition handled in just that exact way. Of course, Powell's announcement at the end leaves uh, open the possibility that you might get a second season of Request Performance. Sadly, that didn't happen. This was actually the last episodes. And there's a number of reasons for that. Uh, I, I would expect probably the big one is The Expense, because this was a great show, but it had to be hugely expensive to put on. One thing that made Command Performance possible uh, was that all of the uh, actors and singers and musicians uh, were donating their time uh, in order to support the troops. You know, if you're doing a civilian broadcast, all these people are going to uh, expect paid. So I guess for Campbell's, do, definitely doing something like a sitcom uh, where you don't have, you know, necessarily all of those big stars, uh, particularly if you get something that's going to be nearly as popular, uh, probably does make quite a bit of sense. We turn to listener comments and feedback, and I have a comment from Eileen regarding a shipment of Mute Fate uh, from the Jack Webb Centennial. Excellent blending of the two episodes. Seamless, Adam, you did a great job. 
Thanks, Eileen. While credit where credit is due, Andrew Rines uh, edits all of these programs, and so he did the actual editing. But it was made a bit easier based on the fact that uh, most of the uh, scenes in the portion that... Because uh, if, uh, if you listen to A Shipment of Mute Fate, uh, there was about a four-and-a-half-minute portion of that uh, which is missing from the Jack Webb version. And what we did is we took uh, a clip from uh, a later version of the same story where they used the exact same script uh, with John Lund playing the character Jack Webb uh, did and inserted that uh, into the Jack Webb uh, version uh, in our uh, broadcast. Uh, but... Uh, for that podcast, uh, the one thing that I think did make that work and be so seamless was that most of it didn't actually feature uh, any character who was like an ongoing uh, character throughout the story. Uh, you know, uh, either uh, Christopher or the captain. Uh, they had a few lines, but it was mostly... Uh, crewmen, you know, going through the ship doing the search. Uh, and I think that was actually effective because then you get to hear some more voices, uh, playing the crew, uh, than you had heard previously, which, uh, kind of makes the crew seem a bit bigger. So I think that was, uh, I think that that definitely worked out pretty well. So thanks to Andrew for, uh, making it work and really appreciate that. Uh, when they did a shipment of Mute Fate, they realized how strong the script was, and even when they changed the actors, they didn't mess with the script. All right, well, uh, we're going to bring you our last Easter program tomorrow. Uh, if you do have a comment, though, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.